Welcome to a very late episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I am starting to regret pounding a bowl of macaroni and cheese right before recording because I did eat that very, very fast. I did watch you eat that and whole thing. And I don't feel great. Quickly. I do not feel great right now. So we'll see how things go. I, I do also like that you, it sounded like you started to say macro, which implies <laughs> big macaroni. macro in my stomach, <laughs> let me tell you. It's just, you just, you just uh, like inhaled it. I did. It just went in. And, and usually in, people use the term inhale as kind of a metaphor for like, blah, 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 just yeah. very you literally like. I shoved it up my nose, noodle your, by noodle. Yeah, noodle by noodle, piece yeah. by piece. Noodle by noodle. And I, I blocked one nostril and sucked with the other and it just went right <laughs> up went into my And they all went in a line because they were <laughs> Stuck together by Very the cheese. Very neatly. Yeah, yeah, that's how I always eat. Just mac and cheese or Nothing generally? Anything, yeah. What is, what is your least favorite food stuff to eat via the nasal cavity? Hot chocolate's really rough. It's. T- I would imagine that the would be The marshmallows, some of them are so big. I've had to go to the ER a couple times. Wow. Have you considered buying smaller marshmallows? No. That's what a loser would do. <laughs> and I'm a winner. Uh, you know, I believe Just it. Got to do some more nose stretches. We're struggling today. We're doing our best. We we've been away. For, we know we've, we're we're a couple of weeks behind. We're, this is for those of you who are picking our penultimate episode to start listening to the show. <laughs> this is uh, the Life Toyetic podcast about movies, about toys, except for when we do them about video games, which is what this it's week's kind of like a toy episode a, is a fancy yeah. toy. And yeah, we are, we've been, it's been a couple of weeks. A lot of stuff <laughs> has been going on in our respective lives. Do you want to go first with your oh, no. area of grievances? No, my stuff is private, but oh, cool. your stuff is just your body is broken. Well, I was, actually, I, was, I mean, I was going to set you up to kind of make up some cool stuff. Oh, yeah, well, um. To fabricate an elaborate uh, web of lies to make you sound cooler. Make, make people think, oh man, this is how cool they are. We're only getting two more episodes mm-hmm. of this. Let's see. Well, I have an international spy career, but again, that's private. So what are you up <laughs> to, Benjamin? I have a national, I have a domestic spy career. Okay. Um, well, it's more local. You're spying for yourself. Yeah. You're in your own country spying for your own country. I'm a, I'm a freelance, freelancer. Uh-huh. Um, I spy with my little eye. Uh, something that. Something the sinister. Um, That's you. Yes, yeah, me. You're, you're a lefty. Yes, I am. I'm literally left-handed. Uh-huh. Uh, also, uh, I am. I am a, a, the, the wettest of wet liberals. But I'm also broken physically mm-hmm. on account of my wacky fibromyalgia, yeah. which has been rough the last couple of weeks. Lots of pain in my hip. Um, you which were is, bedridden for a yeah couple of days. Yeah, I I did not go into my day job on Monday. I stayed at home. In case you are wondering, you Molly and you Jeremy, pain has not gone away. Oh dear, it's just part of my life now. I've had to fold. I'm in pain generally a lot of the time because that's sometimes how chronic illness works. So for a new pain to appear and be noticeable, that's a big that's deal. That's a lot. Yeah. And now I've just kind of accepted. Now it. it's integrated. Yeah, into it's, the existence. It's assimilated. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's found its way. It's it's part of the community of mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. <laughs> community of pain, by the way, being my favorite WWE sitcom. Yeah. So so the next new pain is has to top the hip pain, which is already pretty. So we think the film that we're gonna watch is gonna top that. Is that what? Is that the segue you're going for? It is. Not, but you know what? Let's push on. <laughs> um, the film we are watching this week, we did not announce in our previous episode what our episode 49 film was going to be. Because we didn't know until this morning. We didn't know. When we had maybe a three message text <laughs> conversation. <laughs> what do you want to watch? We we did keep it. We kept it a secret. So secret that even we did not a know. Secret even unto ourselves. Yes. Part of that, I think, was to kind of cultivate an air of mystique about this penultimate episode, but also mm-hmm. we just didn't want to have to do Deal the planning. It, yeah. yeah, we just didn't want to have to make that decision. But the movie we've picked is actually a movie that was one of the first films I thought of when we decided we mm-hmm. were going to do this podcast. So it's appropriate. I'm very glad we're doing this as our penultimate episode because I would, I think, I would be upset if we didn't if we, you hadn't do gotten this to one. It, yeah. um, we're doing the 1994 Street Fighter movie mm-hmm. starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh my! As all-American soldier Guile. Oh, okay. And uh, Raul Julia, he of Adam's Family fame. 
Oh, uh, yeah. As the villain M. Bison. Okay. I have zero context for any of this. I have no exposure to Street Fighter at all. All. Okay. Like at all, I think <laughs> I think this is the most virginal I've ever come into an episode. I really know absolutely nothing about Street Fighter. That's I. Th- I imagine there are streets and they fight in them. That okay, that happens a lot in the video game. It hardly happens oh at all God. in the movie. Um, so tell me about Street Fighter. What can I well, expect? This is what I want. This is the bit that we're about to climb oh, into. Okay. The tauntaun of comedy that you no, and I are about to great. slit open and climb inside the wall. I'm not nearly high enough for this, but we'll let's get there. just press on. So tell mm-hmm. me everything you definitely know about Street Fighter and everything you think Street Fighter might be. First the game, then the movie. <laughs> okay. So there's, it's a fighting, it's a fighting game, yes. right? It's, a, it's, it's like the a, fighting game. It's the game that kind of gave birth to that entire genre Okay. Of like, one-on-one When you kick fighting. and punch each other. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lady, a very muscular lady with like a donkos on her head. Am I on the right track? You're definitely on the right track. Um, And she's got like really muscular thighs. Like yes. really, yes. she could like crush a man's head between them. Canon has. And... I think. I don't know. I don't watch the anime. Uh, that's the extent. That's the extent. <laughs> that's of- it. So everything that you know <laughs> and... This is, I think, how I know you are queer. Every, your entire knowledge of Street Fighter begins and ends with there is a there's muscular a, girl. There's a woman and her body made a very strong impression on me. And I remembered it. As a kid, I, I am not kidding. From fan art. That's literally my only exposure is like a lot of Chun-Li fan art that I've seen since since I yeah. was, you know, a preteen looking looking at comics and art online when the internet was young. Yeah. As a kid, I had Street Fighter on the Amiga. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter 2 on the Amiga, that sentence is already deeply depressing for anyone who understands the context, but I will find a way to soldier on. My favorite character... Is that a port's joke? It is a port's joke. So it was like a bad port? I did a whole episode about how bad the Amiga version of Street Fighter 2 is. See, I followed that one. And if I can do it, I think the listeners can too. I think Jeremy knows what's up. Jeremy is on the board. Jeremy really is into ports. Yeah. Well, then Jeremy should watch my other YouTube series. Ben loves Red <laughs> in which... No, uh, Port Center, we'll talk about video games. But uh, Street Fighter, I played Street Fighter. My favorite character was Guile. And Guile. I don't... Please spell that for me. G-U-I-L-E. That's okay. So he was he was the concept of Guile. He was the, co- the he very, was very co- concept. He was made manifest by a magical wizard who uh-huh. cast a spell on a dictionary. Uh-huh. So Guile was my guy. I have a question. So I have this an is a Japanese game. Yes. So do we think that his name in the original Japanese was Guile, like just the literal word Guile, or like the Japanese word for Guile that they just directly translated? I want to look this up. Right is he now. if he's supposed to be American? I'm curious. Because I know I know that for the the four boss characters in Street Fighter Two, all of their names except for one of them were all shifted by one. Mm-hmm. Um, because the main boss is called M Bison. And then there's a boxer named Balrog, and then there is uh, Sagat, who is a character from Street Fighter 1. His name stays the same. Mm-hmm. And then there's Vega. And M. Bison was originally the name of the boxer, because he bore a striking resemblance to, M. Ty- to, to Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And then they, they transposed them all by one because they were worried about lawsuits Ah, from, from Mike Tyson. But Mike Tyson apparently only became aware of the character's existence this year. Ah! Um, what was I googling? Guile. It looks like it. I don't know. Uh, let me. I'm gonna type his name. I can read katakana. Because that's the, the Gairu. I don't know. You could. Uh, you could read that. Yeah. And when I was in sixth grade, I was the biggest weeb, <laughs> and I taught myself hiragana and katakana. In which case, I need to get you to more anime conventions. No, I perform at so okay. many of them. It's at really Anime okay. California coming up behind. at the end of August. I have murdered that in the backyard and buried its body under a dead dog. So <laughs> under the dog. I, I don't feel a need to revisit that. Everything you think you know about the Street Fighter games. Cast that aside. Okay. Put that away. Put away... So I knew nothing, and I need you... to take... Even the nothing <laughs> that I know must be cast off. Take the muscular thigh woman. I need to completely woman. empty my cup. Muscular S- thigh woman's not in there. She's in it. But Are she... her thighs scrawny? They're not as muscular as they perhaps might <sighs> be in other media. Disappointed. But you will recognize the actress playing Chun-Li, mm-hmm. and you might go, oh... So okay. I'm just going to let that be what okay. it is. I I'm that, tempted to look it up, but I'm not going to, because I, I want this gonna, to be a surprise. I think there's going to be at least two characters in this movie where you're going to look at them and go, hmm, 
because the, there's going to be recognizable okay. faces. Okay, well, at least there's something in this yeah. for me. So I've seen this film many times. This was a film I watched a lot as a kid. I had this on VHS as a kid. And I may have gone into Glendale today, not with the in- intent purpose of buying it on Blu-ray, but certainly that was like a side quest. I wasn't oh. able to find it. So we're going to be renting it from uh, from the Googly Plays. But it has some, oh, it has some great, some wonderful, terrible dialogue. I'm glad it. that you're good. I see. We need a movie that's like fun, yeah. bad. We've had a lot that are just bad, bad. And I think I, when I was texting you this morning, I was like, "Oh my god, I've had like a really rough week. I'm on my period. Please do not make me suffer any more than I have to." So hopefully, this is going to be fun to lampoon. Not so yeah. fun that we kind of fall asleep during it because it's so good. Yes. And hopefully, this is like the sweet spot. I'm I'm hopeful. I have a soft spot for this movie because of how turgid an experience mm. it is it is like um ex uh, uh interesting word choice that you chose to the, say with your mouth it is like this film is like the it's like the comforting confusion of going to your grandmother's house and like, oh my grandmother lives here this is great but there's like this weird mildewy smell everywhere okay turgid though is the word you that's chose. the word that came out of my mouth it's a weird, it is a rough experience, but it is a fun I'm, rough experience. Maybe we have different understandings of what the word turgid means. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. By all means. It may well be that I'm, I've been using it wrong for mm, 30 Swollen, years. Swollen, distended. Yeah. Inflated. Yeah, why not? When I think of turgid, I think of like a dick. Oh, I've been using it to just mean bad. Oh, that's not what it means at all. Oh, well then, hey, hey could you cut all of this? <laughs> Can we? Yes. Can we edit this entire? Use a different word Let me to start describe this up. the memory. Street Fighter the movie is like a dick. In many ways, <laughs> it's like a massive cock. <laughs> We're learning things. I, don't, I just like the sound of the word turgid. It's just, okay, it's well, just... it means something really well, specific. Turgid isn't just a word that can mean anything you want it to mean in a given context. Does that mean when that guy... I shouldn't have kicked that guy out when he said my dick was turgid? <laughs> No, he was just saying it was hard. Oh, he wasn't saying it was bad. Shit, I've got to get David a call. David, if you're listening, I am so sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I guess we should just go and watch this movie. I've got some people to text, I guess. That means I have to leave this whole... If that's your transitional phrase, <laughs> I need to leave all of the dick I'm, content in. I need I'm, to leave the dick in. Leave, you got to leave it in. got to leave it in. you got to leave it in. Do you want to say it one more time as well? <laughs> I'm going to go watch this movie. I'm so sorry. Don't be. Jeremy, listen, episode 49, it was always going to be like... Jeremy, we are so loopy, and it's not going to get better. No, it's not. But we're going to go away and watch this movie, um, and we'll be right back after whatever the... Whatever I find. Yeah, whatever you find. On YouTube. Yeah. These commercial messages. Yeah. It's the most lethal G.I. Joe team yet. Capcom Street Fighter 2! No way! Wait! It's Kyle, Ryu, Sangi, Wonka, and Dalsim! What's a Dawson? Oh! Some with real ninja moves! Hey! But Kropa's got Street Fighters too! Vega, Sagat, Balrog! And me, Ebuson! They look unbeatable! Ah! You know them, you love them! So Crypto! Here comes Street Fighter 2 figures he sold separately! Oh, I like them! Well, we're back. Yes. We watched that entire movie. Uh-huh. And was it every bit as magical as you thought it would be? Um... I know for 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 me it was magical to watch you watching me <laughs> watching this film. I did do too much of that because you. I was trying to pay attention and take notes, and you were just like la la la. I was this great kind of grinning at you. I've yeah, seen this movie so many times. So many times, and I hope that I didn't disappoint you with my response to it, which was at about halfway through. I did start resting my eyes. Yes, uh, we both <laughs> did. I think that is in part due to the heat. It's mm-hmm. it's getting quite warm here in in LA, but uh, I think the other part of that is just we're just very sleepy. There's just sleepy babies. there's just a lot of boys punching when you can tell they want to be kissing. Yes, you commented a lot on the 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 queer the, subtext, the homoeroticism yes, of the Street Fighter movie. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of yes, gay and kink subtext. Yes. Some, just text, just regular it's text. It's just out there. It's just it's, there. I would say super text. Yes. There's a lot of sexually charged imagery yes. going on. 
Uh, so I'm excited to talk about that because that is something that my mind can hang on to. Now, do you want to have a go at recounting the narrative of I this movie? I really don't. I really, really right. don't. You need to do it because you're so familiar with it. There okay. were there were instances where you had to describe to me what was happening. Yes. And then you were like, it's okay that you don't understand because I've seen it, this multiple times and it took me a while. There to are it. definitely some things that I only understood in this viewing <laughs> thanks to the subtitles being on. Uh, because Jean-Claude Van Damme is... And this is no disrespect to Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he's largely indecipherable. He has a very thick accent. He has a thick accent layered on top of a bad actor. He's not built for any... Intelligibility? Yeah. He's built for punching. He's built for violence. Punching and being punched. Yeah. That's his super objective. Those are his two things. And also yeah. having Roald Schuller very slowly flying towards him mm-hmm. while he doesn't jump out of the way. And they should kiss. They, they should. But they didn't kiss at all. Not in this cut. No. So. There is a secret cut that Roald Schuller's estate... <laughs> has private access to. They're not allowed to release it for another 72 years. I, if I eat right and exercise, I will be around to see it. That's my goal. The Vol Julia, yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme doing it cut. Yep. So anyone who is familiar with the basic narrative of Street Fighter, you'll know that it is batshit bonkers insane. The movie is batshit bonkers insane for very different reasons. We are in the country... I guess, of Shadaloo. Shadaloo. Shadaloo, where a civil war is erupted. They're, they're basically in Thailand. Yeah, They're in Thailand. There's a civil war, and M. Bison and his Bisonistas, Bisonismos. Bisonettes. The bi- M. and the Bisonettes. M. and the Bisonettes. Uh, they've got a campaign of conquest mm-hmm. ongoing. They're having guns run to them. They, are, they have a massive, massive base of operations. And they've made enemies of the allied nations, the AN. Now, the, the AN. Now, the AN... Like the UN. Is, it is. It, the AN is kind of the fictional variant of the UN, where they don't have to pay any like legal dues to the, the UN for using yeah. any of their, their insignia. The AN is more just like kind of a club that you just you just sign up with like your email and your address, and yeah. occasionally you'll get notices about deals and stuff in your inbox. But yeah. that's about all that's asked of you. Yeah, and they also say, this month we're wearing blue uniforms. Yes. Next month it's pink. Odd, odd choice, I think, the baby blue camo. <laughs> it is the 90s, but mm. I was like, I thought the point of camo was to be... You would think that. I, I, I was thinking that. And here's the thing. In Street Fighter 2, the world warrior, Guile wears green. He mm-hmm. wears green camo. Like a normal. Yes. But when they released Street Fighter 2 Turbo, they changed his coloring to blue. This was never explained, but it's... There. So now yes. we are responsible for it. Yeah, now we have blue camo. But there's a civil war happening in Shadaloo, and uh, M. Bison is flying around on his floating desk. Yeah. His Go- word... Go- Gomez Adams on his yes. standing desk. He has a floating standing desk with a, with a Street Fighter 2 machine built into mm-hmm. it. That's what that arcade stick is. And uh, Guile appears on TV mm-hmm. and verbally abuses M. Bison to the extent where he has his tech guys hack the signal so that M. Bison can... Because they want to... They're deliberately trying to goad him because they want to trace the signal. And they're like, this guy's enough of a man baby that all we have to do is say he's got a pinky dick and he'll like throw a tantrum. And that's essentially what happens. Yeah. Guile appears on TV, says M. Bison is not turgid. And M. (laughs) M. Bison says, you fucking arsehole. I... Get... Get me on the get him on the blower. You have insulted my turgidity for the last time. <laughs> I'm rock. I'm so turgid. I need a doctor at this point. I, it is I a am, big problem. What's, what's the word? Proaptic is yeah, just that perpetual engorgement. I don't know about that condition. It's a real it's thing. Never been something I've needed to worry about. No, but it is a. It is like a like a. a what is it? I want to. I think it's proaptism. How's that spelled? P R I A. Priapism? Yes, I think I threw a T in there. But it's basically... prolong. okay. Yeah, there it is. This is a useful word for me to know. I feel like just in life, maybe it will come up. <laughs> Your priapism will come up? Yes, it'll come up. Well, you, you... This is such a useful, fun word to bring out at parties. You taught me the correct definition of the word turgid, and I, in turn, got to tell this you about a, the, is... the, the, the infiniboner. Yes, this is a, the gift the, of dicks. The, the never-ending knobstopper. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not stopping and that's the problem yeah. go see a doctor so they trace the signal also chun lee's they want to find him a doctor yes because of his because he's like my boner is non-stop 24 7 and they're like oh yeah that is a problem he's boned up 
mm-hmm. 8,000% of the time. Like, please help me. Yeah. I mean, literally, because his yeah. lair is decorated with bones. It's a consistent yeah. theme. It is. So they're able to pinpoint a loose location, not like the specific... Like, they got the zip code, but they don't have the street yeah. address. Meanwhile, in a fighting ring that takes place inside of a bazaar, I guess, Sagat, who's played by... I think it's uh, Wes Studi? Studi? West Studi. West Studi, uh, who is an Oscar. Did he really win an Oscar? He won uh, an Academy Award. For? Uh, an honorary... He's, this year, he's receiving an honorary Academy Award. For this film. For this film, specifically. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Street Fighter, yes. Uh, he's becoming the first Native American actor to receive an Oscar. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. For this movie didn't help Street me. Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah, this... He would have got one ten years ago. But, uh, <laughs> then they remember this movie exists and they said, well, let's put a pin in it for now. Yeah. So, uh, Ken and Ryu show up. Everyone knows them. They are the kind of balanced yeah, martial artists from the video game. Them. And in this, they're gun runners who are putting an elaborate con on and, Sagat. And their boyfriends. And their boyfriends. Ah! You do, you, you personally needed them to, to I needed down. them to kiss. Uh, just a kiss. Just like a little cute. Mwah. Just a little, just just a little, little song. Like, yeah. a, like an amuse-bouche just of a, a kiss. Just a little peck. Yeah. Just a little love nip. Little love nip. Mm-hmm. Love nip is what I call the left one. And the right one is business is, nip. Is hatred nip. Is hate, hate nip. <laughs> hate nip. There's, there's love nip, hate nip, cat nip. There's another nip. I don't have any vestigial nipples. <laughs> Kidnap. The rapper. Yeah. <laughs> the rapper nipple. Why are we like this? Uh, we won't be like this for much longer. Okay. There's only one more episode after this. So Ken and Ry- Ryu? Ryu. It, the games pronounce it alternately as Ryu and Ryu. Ryu sounds more accurate. Yeah, but it's pronounced in this movie alternately as Ryu and Ryu. Yeah. So Jean-Claude Van Damme, knows. ironically, I think is the only one who pronounces pronounce it correctly. It, yeah. But the, yeah, they, like, I can do one thing. Yeah. They sell guns. I can I can either memorize Ryu's correct pronunciation, or I can be a good actor. Or I can and say I can't any of do these words. <laughs> I'm like, I always watch films with subtitles. I'm so glad that we had them on for this one. I don't think I would have been yeah. able to do it at all without them. Bison, you're off the ear. Yeah. Yeah, what is any of this noise he just made with your mouth? He's Belgian. Yeah. They don't know any better. That, oh, that's, how dare you. How babies, they make damned fine chocolate. Yeah. And because they're too busy making chocolate, they did not learn how to articulate. <laughs> they don't have the Their time. Their mouths are always full they're, of they're, chocolate. chocolate. When they're children, they don't Car- develop <laughs> the proper orofacial muscle tone yeah. to say words correctly. It's chocolate, it's caramel, it's toffee, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. There's probably some Haribo in there as well. Yeah. Mouthful of tang fastics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's why that's why he can't speak. Yes, anyway. it's his origin story. <laughs> uh, so Ken and Ryu are selling guns to Sagat. Sagat reveals, "Oh, I'm not actually going to give you any money. I found the weapons where you hid them, and I'm going to shoot you with them." And they shoot tennis balls. They're, like, nerf, they're not real guns. Nerf guns. Yeah, they have nerf guns. A, a big fight sequence ensues, and uh, this leads to Ken and Ryu being uh, held captive. And Ryu gets but not thrown. even in a sexy way where they have to kiss. No, although Ryu does have his shirt pulled off by a woman. Oh, yeah. And he gets thrown into that cage to fight uh, Vega. Man, another shirtless man yeah. with long flowing locks. An enviable yeah. French braid. There's a moment, because Vega has that claw and that mm-hmm. metal mask. And there's a moment where Ryu is given a sword where he gets to demonstrate his character's famed uh, mastery of sword wielding. Now, the spoiler here for you, mm-hmm. Molly, who's sitting in yeah, front of me, yeah. he's, he never touches swords anywhere in, in the games. Doesn't happen. He doesn't touch swords. So the re- he so he's doing all these cool, like... You know in, in, in Temple of Doom, just before Indiana Jones shoots the guy with a sword? That's, you mean in um, the first one? Was that in the first one? Raiders. I thought it was in Temple of Doom. No, oh, you're right. Raiders. Thank you for correcting me in a pop culture reference. <laughs> we got it in before episode 50. We did it. <laughs> See, I'm good for something. I'm going to pull a cord and a bunch of balloons. <laughs> That's just for I you, know stuff. You do. You didn't, you're frantically I Googling. know stuff from my parents' generation. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry. So uh, Ryu throws the sword into the wall. The crowd chant, no weapons. Vega decides he's not going to use his trademark claw. And just as they're about to fight, in a sequence where we get to watch the clock tit down, tit, tit down? Tit down, tit down. <laughs> We're going to tit down tonight. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what titting down. Titting down. It sounds like a euphemism for binding, honestly. It does. That that tracks. I'm okay with that. So they what happens is they look at the clock and the then clock it cuts to the clock is counting down a minute, yeah. a full minute, but yeah. they're counting down 10 seconds. Yeah. 
So it, it looks at the clock and then it cuts to the fighters. Then it cuts to the clock again a second later and five seconds have passed. And it does this to go around the entire 60 second clock. And then just as they hit the mark to start fighting, Chocolate that's when boy. Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme bursts onto the scene. I thought you were going to make a pun. Mouthful of toffee and tells yes. everyone they're under arrest. And everyone's like, okay, I guess fair enough. And everyone puts their hands up. People in the cages, the people in the audience. Funny thing is he's not any less intelligible with a mouthful of toffee. But everyone just can't wait to be arrested. Yeah. It's the hilarious Everyone's thing very about it. They're into like, it. yeah. That's their kink. <laughs> their kink is forced arresting into everything about yes. it. Yes. So they go to jail. They go straight to jail. They're, and they're excited about it. They're just. Yeah. M. Bison, meanwhile, argues over the size of a food court. That's the food court is a euphemism. For For a dick. For how to I've already is. forgotten the word. Hold on. <laughs> Pro. Prior, priapism? Yeah, I want all of our listeners, whenever you, if you have a spare minute, whenever you think about, oh yeah, they talked about erections on uh, the Life Planet. <laughs> usually self-diagnosable. Yeah, usually. <laughs> usually. Huh. This is, it's, been, uh, it's been four hours and 27 minutes now? I think I might. What do you think? Can you check this? Is this? Yeah, I think this is probably. If you need a second opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to work in priapism. As many times as I can. Yeah, if you're on Twitter, just tweet, just remind her that this word exists and what it means. Because um, she'll probably need, you'll need periodic reminders. Yeah, I you? will. Yeah. I don't want to forget. I need repeated exposure over a certain period of time in order to really integrate this into my vocabulary. I want to just stress this. You you are asking for repeated exposure to a, an infinitic. Uh, We've got to stop and move on. We absolutely do not. We're going to keep talking about boners now. That's what this podcast has become. This was always where this podcast was heading, from episode one. Yeah. So everyone gets arrested, including Ken and Roy. And they're excited about it. There's a fight sequence in the prison. There's fights. There's some fighting. There's some Someone... fi- I don't know if you know this, but in the film Street Fighter, there's a lot of fighting. Not on streets, though. No, not a lot. Of- there are streets and there's fighting, but the two rarely intersect. For a film about a civil war, Street Fighter is not an apt title no. at all. For the milita- military side of the street. So someone tries to kill Guile. He witnesses this fight happening in the courtyard, and he thinks, ah, well, we have a rough location of Bison's base. Sagat is running guns to Bison, so if we can get on Sagat's side, we can figure out where the where Bison's base is. And Sagat's not the I'm kind of- I'm glad that you know all this, because I did not get any of this from watching the film. Sagat is not the type of guy who makes new friends. But maybe he'll trust some new enemies. Oh. Ken and Ryu. So Guile invites Ken and Ryu to see the, uh, the the refugees on the base. Kind of being refugees, being doing sad, refugee yeah. things. Being have sad. A, have a heart kind yeah. of thing. So they say, yeah, okay, this is pretty rough. When can we get out of here? And then Guile says, the only way you're getting out of here is over my dead body. Yeah, but and he does it while smiling. Yeah. Like he's like, hey, kill him. Because he's like, huh? This is a clever... It says, this is clever. But we don't know it's clever yet. Do you know why? Because we're not in on the plan. Yeah. That's the viewer we're not in on the plan. So it's a... The joke doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. But it will... It works Retroactively. You, yeah. But no one's gonna remember that one weird when, line. When you... What the... <laughs> Doctors hate this one weird line. When you've seen the movie 81 times, and I'm just now putting this together and going... Oh, yeah. oh, I did that on purpose. Actually, I did that when I watched this film with Mandy earlier mm-hmm. this year. I, this was, oh yeah, that was the moment for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what he's okay. Fair you get enough. It. Yeah, good job, good job, Jean Claude. Yeah, he came up with that line himself. Jean Claude. Jean Claude. Van Damme. Van Damme. So all of the people who were arrested are being transferred to a real prison, so that the the Allied Nations. The United Allied Nations, the Allied United Nation of Nations. The United, the, yeah. They're, the the they're Nation allies. of United Nation Allies, the unit, don't have to be the prison. absolute unit. Well, well an absolute unit, what a bad <laughs> lad. Um, so they don't have to be a prison anymore. Ken and Ryu start a fight, they get separated by the guards, they get loaded onto the truck. Ryu's got the keys. Oh. So they start to unlock themselves and Sagat and Vega go like, hey. Give us the give keys, Give us the keys. Please. Please give keys Please? to us. Please, keys? Please? Uh, we can get you out of the city. And they're like, oh, okay. okay. And they give the keys to... And no Sagat. one else, none of the other prisoners are like, hey, give give us the keys as well. Yes. Like, they pull out the All keys like, in, extras. in full view of everyone. Like, it's very obvious what they're doing. And the other prisoners are like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> wish, man. I wish oh. it had been me. <laughs> I wish I could get to go home instead of going all the way to jail. Yeah. That's 
film. It's all, it's all of them so Yeah. They also, I forgot to mention all of the other prisoners are played by Derek Jacoby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me, Derek Jacoby. <laughs> I'm playing every prisoner in this dick, dick, dang old movie. Oh, we forgot to mention it. Boyson has a bunch of hostages and they've got 72 hours to pay the ransom of 20 million dollars. Oh, yeah, million there's dollars. a ticking clock. Yeah, there's a ticking clock. And it's very poorly managed. Oh, it's so poorly managed. It's bad. So they, they bust out the, the mm-hmm. truck. They take control of the truck. Guile takes some pot shots at them and then they shoot Guile, Guile dead! Stunned, Chun-Li throws a tracking device onto a very secure spot of the truck where it's definitely not going to fall off. It's going to stay there. It's like a dangly bit of canvas and it's yeah. just hanging on for dear life. It's just sitting there. Like, they take, not even a sharp turn, they take, they, they lean listlessly to the left. That tracking device is gone. Mm-hmm. But Chun-Li goes back to her news truck where uh, Balrog the boxer and E. Honda, the sumo wrestler, mm-hmm. are her news crew. Yeah, the and hair, the hair. Let's talk the- about Balrog's hair. Balrog's hair is... It's... Is in a hurry to get somewhere. It looks like he stepped <laughs> off the set of Xenon Girl of the 21st, 22nd, 20-whatever century. He doesn't so much have a widow's peak as he does a widow's summit. It is yeah. definitely... People have died it's trying to climb that mountain. thing. Yes. It's- Intense. I guess the base of the peak starts maybe at the top and slash or back of his head. Yeah. With and it the comes to a point yeah. kind of like between his eyebrows. Yeah, it's very clearly modeled on the hair from the video game, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where they're like, "Well, we got to be faithful." This is one of the four weird things we've decided yeah. to do faithfully. But it's also one of those things where when you do it faithfully, you just you, you realize, "Oh no, oh this was oh, this dear. doesn't work in real life." I regret life. everything. This only works in an anime. It does mm-hmm. not work in in the real world. Anyway, they ch- they track the signal and they discover, oh, there's a second signal coming from the van. Mm-hmm. Where's that second signal going? Where Ooh, indeed. it's going to the AN base. And Chun-Li is like, ah, I'm going to dress in all black except for my face, which I will leave exposed. As I <laughs> so break- everyone can identify yes. me very easily. There's a lot of costume choices that Chun-Li uh, makes in order to disguise herself. Like, for example... They do the opposite. When they do the, the, the magic trick set, like... She's in disguise, but, like, she's also a famous journalist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, chun wears different clothes now, and she sneaks onto the base, and the signal, she's got a little tracking device. It's not a Game Boy, but I'm going to call it a Game Boy. She looks at a Game Boy, the signal takes her, oh, to the morgue. She goes into the morgue, there's a tracking array next to her body under a sheet. It's Guile's body. She lifts the sheet, oh, Guile's dead, oh, such a shame. And she goes to cover it up, and then he sits up! Suggesting he's just been lying there in the morgue for several hours, waiting for someone to come and get him. Yeah, he just wanted to surprise someone. Like, sometimes you go to a friend's house and you just, like, go into their bathroom and you, like, hide in their shower because you want to pop out from behind the shower curtain and you're just waiting for them to come in and pee. So you can go, bruh! Yeah, but you're there for, like, several hours. Yeah. And and they don't miss you, though. They don't come looking for you. Yeah, it's like... I think that's kind of the situation. (laughs) I'm not speaking from experience, but I think that's kind of the situation. Yeah. That he found himself in. It's, it's like Tony Wonder in Arrested Development hiding in the dumb waiter waiting yeah, for someone to say the word Wonder. <laughs> so now we're in a we're in a bazaar. We're in like a, a mad despot it's convention. Described as like a war expo. War expo, a expo, if you will, or you won't. But I you won't. could. Should you? I uh, I probably I shouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't possibly. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please, no, please. really, <laughs> I'm good, I'm, so, I'm fine. Please, seriously, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're at the Wexpo, which is just a tent. Not a Wexpo, it's it, just... It's it's people selling, like, very large weapons. I feel like just... No, off- it's like Honey Heist, except instead yeah. of honey, it's yeah. warheads. It's warheads. I feel like Tony Stark is here somewhere selling... <laughs> You know, selling his latest, like, hammer missiles or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. I don't know how weapons work. But then we're in a tent. And inside the tent at this war expo is a magic act. And it's Chun-Li, Bullrog, and Honda. We didn't know that they were going to be pretending to do a magic act. Why is this happening? Because did, they're going to kill M. Bison. But did we know that that was going to happen? No, we didn't. I, was, no. I literally didn't recognize any of them. It cuts from Chun-Li minutes. escaping from the Allied Nations by leaping out the window because... 
Kylie fucking Minogue wasn't holding her arm tight enough mm-hmm. to interior circus tent night. Like, the script writer thought, yes, this is good shit. <laughs> he sat down and he typed these words and then he had a glass of scotch. I think he probably had a post that said, like, maybe I should put a transitional scene in here, but it, like, fluttered off the board or something <laughs> and no one caught it. <laughs> An errant moth flew in through the window, picked it up and flew away. There's a whole scene. Do you think he didn't realize that he was watching the finished movie? It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, that's, that's, that's right. That's what I That's watching. where the scene in the governor's office is supposed uh, to take place. Poor guy. Anyway, so we're in a circus tent. And Eddie Izzard shows up and sings for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, it's Prudence. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't even know what the, what is the point of the circus stuff? It's, it's to put Chun-Li- M. Bison and Sagat and Ryu and Ken all oh, in the yeah. same place. Well, Chun-Li lures away the white boy. Yeah. Because he, he's, he, he's, he's got turgid. the priapism. Yeah, he's got, he's afflicted with priapism. Turgid priapism. Turgid, he's very turgid. They're very good live as well. Turgid priapism. Uh, yeah, I've heard they're they do loud. some, they're very theatrical, I've yeah, heard. Yeah, that's turgid priapism. Chun-Li lures away the white man. <laughs> By singing a by, song. By smiling at... No, she doesn't sing. She, oh, she smiles, smiles coyly, looks away, she looks back and She smiles and then looks away, yeah. Titters off. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's an invitation. Yes. A woman made eye contact with me. It's, it's He's a man, it's the 90s. Yeah. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. Also the 2000s, 2000s and 10s. It's a bad time he, to be a woman in that yeah. it's now. It's forever. Yep, not great. But he gets punched out. Yeah, he shows up in the tent where her and her buddies are. They, they Render also him Ryu is. I guess Ryu, Ryu follows, follows him because he's like, if you're gonna get my dick wet, I'm also gonna get. Or I maybe Ryu's like, I'm in love with you, and I I feel betrayed, and I just want to like see what's happening. I need to know where we stand. You're not gonna cheat on me again, Ken. Not like Cyprus. <laughs> not again. Cyprus being the both the country they were in and the name of his former lover. But uh, Chun-Li assumes that uh, they're on the side of M. Bison and Sagar, which makes sense because... Because they were pretending to be. They were all arrested to together, yeah. yeah. Reveals to Chun-Li, oh no, we're working for... What's his face? We're working for dude guy. Chocolate boy? Uh, Guile. Yeah, chocolate, chocolate boy. boy. Yeah. Ken and Ryu go back to the tent, but while they've been away, Sagat's gotten pissed off because Bison oh, wants yeah, to pay, the pay with Bison They're going to fight. Yeah. Bison bucks. There's basically a standoff between Sagat's men and Bison's men, and Ken and Ryu walk straight into the middle of it. Because they never fucking look where they're yeah. going. Uh, Bison grabs Ryu and, and kisses him and tenderly. Kisses him tenderly like, mm, it's a little, <laughs> it's a delicate little, on the top of the nose. It was nice. It's it was tender. It was like the most. It's affectionate. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's uh, not overtly sexual. Yeah. It's not pornographic. Yeah. It's just very romantic. I would tasteful, sensual. Kind of, yeah, there's. You, you ever see something on a screen? You're like, I wish I could have a moment. <laughs> That's what that was. That's how I felt. Yeah, he just leans in. I want Raul Judah to lean in and tenderly I kiss me on the nose. Fucking wish. <laughs> just, just, just to grab me by the shirt collar yeah. and then just. Yep. So Raul Julia kisses Ryu and says, uh, why shouldn't I kill you right now? Why shouldn't I kiss you right <laughs> now? I? Oh, they misread the script. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. Uh, and, uh, and Ryu says, because there's spies everywhere. Like, he just BSs. And, and Bison says, well, show me these spies. And as Ryu's going, uh, 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 and is about to, like, point at whoever, that's when a TV signal comes on. You can hear Chun-Li's voice and she's saying, oh, well, my crew and I, we're going to die. And they find this little portable television. It's a signal just for M. Bison. And it, and she says, Bison, Sagat, you and your friends are going to be blown sky high. And then there's an awkward pause while the cameraman watches them, like, it tracks them as they walk yeah. to the truck. It's like the whole thing felt like an unedited still yeah. film. It's like they're watching the rushes of the movie they are in. Yeah. And it reveals they reveal that they had a truck full of explosives, mm-hmm. and then they just take the handbrake off and roll it down the roll hill it into towards the, the tent. Expo. The, the whole tent gets blown up. Somehow, miraculously, they escape. But M. Bison has arrested every fucking person. These people get arrested a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of, I'm going to take you back to my lair. What? what fucking why? Why, why, why what are you, you doing? Why do you need more people? Like, you have to feed those people. And there's water and sanitation issues to consider. This is why Bison wants the 20 million. The 20 mm, billion he's dollars. He's like, I just, I have so many 
people living yeah. here now. These are just to cover basic they live, expenses. Oh, they they're basically here. my foster children, yeah. and I need a monthly check. <laughs> well, it's just they are living here rent-free <laughs> in a big studio apartment. Yeah. What happens next? The next note that I have is about Honda getting caned. Because oh, that yeah. scene stood out to me. Oh, so they're taken back to Bison's lair. Bison tells says uh, to Zangief, take care of Ken and Ryu. They alerted us to Chun-Li's treachery. So they're cool. So they're cool. They're so they bros. get new outfits. Yeah, they get shiny, spangling new outfits. Yeah. Zangief does his sideways thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a surly Englishman tells oh, yeah. Honda what they do to foreigners despite the fact he himself is a foreigner in this land. Mm. He lashes E. Honda. E. Honda does not flinch. When he leaves the room, we see Honda's actually in quite a lot of pain. He's just very good at acting, I guess. He's a... He's a well, he's like... He's a, he's, he literally says that he dissociates. Yeah. He just... <laughs> so I think Honda needs some help. Well, I mean, pretty much everyone in this movie has PTSD after the events mm-hmm. of this film, right? I mean, let's not beat around that bush. There's a lot of people... A lot. There's a lot of death. Yeah. And a lot of distraction. There's a lot of Kylie Minogue. And people are, yeah, so that's traumatizing. 90s Kylie Minogue as mm-hmm. well. Like, so not, we're not even, like, can't get you out of my head or spinning around mm-hmm. or any of that good stuff. The next note I have is you've lost your balls. So <laughs> yes! I yes. assume that's the I next know exactly. <laughs> okay. There's so much I amazing dialogue. I needed to dialogue. write that down. There's so much fantastic dialogue. I don't even remember movie. what prompted this line. I do not remember the context for this line anymore. I do. Oh, God, I do. Describe this scene to me. Um, so um, they've been able to pinpoint the exact location. I feel like we're missing a bit of the movie, but I feel like we're not missing I anything. Only, I only wrote down the stuff that made an impression oh. on me, so I imagine we're missing a lot. We have missed, I think, like the D or E plot of this movie, mm. which is that... Guile's friend Charlie is being oh fuck yeah given, we didn't like, talk about his Captain lover. America super serum Guile's lover Guile's lover they're definitely they're definitely doing it they're definitely doing for each it. other yeah. yeah they're turgid lovers they are turgid for each other yeah Guile has they figured out where the base is and they're mm-hmm. like yeah we're just gonna mount a full assault on this base mm-hmm. and rescue the hostages because why not and that's mm-hmm. when Simon Callow who uh, Doctor Who fans will recognize as Charles Dickens from two separate episodes of Doctor Whoa. Who. Someone Callow shows up and says, no, we're just going to pay the ransom. We're just going to mm-hmm. do that. And so Van, Van, Van Chocolate Boy gives this impassioned speech about, well, we can all go home or we can get in my fucking great big boat and kick <laughs> and Bison storm in, the his, castle. in his... Yeah, because he says he's going to do it anyway. And Simon Callow says, you've lost your mind. And Van Damme goes, no, you, you have lost your balls. Oh my God. He lost him. And then you can tell that he's very sensitive about yes. it. He's he, like, he, I didn't, I haven't told anyone about my condition. And you just outed his wife me. is right there. He's and she's like, me. what? Is this where we sleep in separate beds now, Simon? Yeah. And Simon's like, we will talk about this on the train home. He needs some, he needs like, fuck, I'm never going to remember this word. He has the opposite of priapism. 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 Nope. I'm trying to come up with a clever mnemonic device, and I'm not going to come up with it. as in, you're going to have to pry this pry dick this off of me. Pry. <laughs> Keep your pain. eyes on the priapism. Okay, yeah, no, that helps. Terrible. Um, eyes on the priapism. I like that. So, when they're talking about their amazing plan, Guile talked at length about the state-of-the-art nature of his one-man stealth boat. The one-man stealth boat has three people on it and was also disabled very quickly. Very quickly. Like, they went, oh, there's a stealth boat right there. Also, the footage of the stealth boat, when it's the movie footage, they've just kind of, like, digitally painted in mm-hmm. green scenery. So it kind of matches. When Bison and his people are watching the footage of the boat, it's there's, just there's the no water just separating. Wake. Yeah, and it's like, I can tell there's I a can tell fucking there's something boat there. there. There is a boat there, Jonathan. Jonathan Clodathan. Vanathan Damathan. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Clodathan. Vanathan Damathan. Yes. Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Damathan sounds like a, a, a character from a deleted scene I in a Lord want, of the Rings movie. I just want to like sing a little jig. Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Damathan. It's got a jaunty kind of. Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Damathan. Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Damathan. Jonathan. I feel like that's a Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Damathan. Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Damathan. Jonathan? I was supposed to jump in. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those one-man rounds that you sing. I don't know. Try it. I can do it. I'll do it a little bit slower for you. 
Jonathan, Clodathan, Jonathan, Clodathan, Jonathan, Clodathan, Jonathan, Clodathan, Jonathan. <laughs> we have I'm fun. a little high. Um... And that's not making it any easier. I'm just having fun saying Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Danathan. Jonathan Clodathan Vanathan Danathan. I think it's easier with time. Anyway, they raid they raid Bison's base. A bunch of fight scenes ensue. We'll cut to the last one with uh, Guile going up against M. Bison. Oh, we haven't even talked about Chun-Li and how pissed she was oh, that yeah, they gave Chun-Li's her Oh yeah, Chun-Li's scene with Bison where she says... In the Cheesecake Factory. In the Cheesecake Factory. Talk to... Please tell us what you thought about <laughs> M. Bison's boudoir. It looked... Just... All the decorative elements were so incongruous. It definitely has that postmodern pastiche cheesecake factory architectural style. It had a it, the best thing in that whole the was the chandelier made the, of bones. The, there was a chandelier made of skulls and bones. Yes. A lot of fixtures made of skulls. Um, and Chun Li is there in a scandalous outfit. But yes. I think what she's most pissed about is the fact that they gave her bangs, and she's like, "This does not work for my yeah. my heart face shape." And this is this is the scene, by the way, where that Im- amazing line where Chun Li is like poured her heart out, talking about Bison mm-hmm. and his thugs trying to raid the village, being scared off by farmers with pitchforks. But as they were escaping, they shot and killed Chun Li's father. Mm-hmm. And M Bison has that amazing line, which yeah. is for you: "The day Bison graced your village is the most important day of your life." But for me. It was Tuesday. See that I had heard that line before, yes. and I'm not sure if you quoted it to I me think I've or if it, it was just podcast. more of like the pop culture osmosis. I've definitely said it on this podcast. Okay, uh, and it's such a great line. And while Julia, here's the thing: this the is a only dumb line, fucking movie. the only line that's worth putting into your ear yes. holes in this entire film. Raul Julia is having so much fun with this He's movie. He's going whole hog. You can see his whole hog is out. He is priapic for Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> he is giving a turgid performance am he i using is. it right now in this context yes perfect turgid so that happened also dalzim tries to fix uh or tries to change the the uh, the, the brain reconditioning oh the yeah they're... so he's like 50 percent evil and 50 percent good they're 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 scientists submissive <laughs> in his collar and handcuffs yes they basically took chocolate boy's lover and kind of ronald mcdonald did him <laughs> yes when because his hair turns red, I guess because when you're evil, the the more evil yeah. you are, the redder your hair gets. They gave him like part of a Klingon forehead, uh huh. Painted him green like the Jolly Green Giant, yeah. And gave him like a Tina Turner hand me down wig. Yeah, it just kind of looks like they went to Namie's and got some of those pre made like prosthetics of like here's a bulgy forehead, here's a big old nose, yeah. and just kind of stu- got some gum arabic and stuck it to him and like that is good enough it's literally a party city costume so they they show up they rescue the hostages zangief gets turned good because he revealed he's he discovers that he He was like oh we're the baddies and uh, are we the baddies yeah exactly that situation um DJ, who uh, used to work for Microsoft and is now Bison's tech guy, just like in the video game. <laughs> no. Um, escapes from the base with a big case of money, which turns out to be Bison Bucks. It's fake money. It's fake money. They super telegraphed it. But let's talk about this fight sequence with Garland and Bison, because there's a lot of punching. There's a lot of physically impossible kicks. And then Guile... Yeah, he just, like, springs out of the pod. Yeah, he does these, like... Yeah, he leaps like with, it's a flying with zero leap. thrust. He yeah. just throws his body somehow rockets out of this pod. What I imagine, and I'm going to do this for Molly's benefit. Yes, you, please. Jeremy, unfortunately, will not get this. I imagine him kind of leaning back onto like a bicycle seat and curling his leg back, putting the other one forward, and then just just like going shazam and just like slowly accelerate like the kind of slow acceleration of like a lime scooter mm-hmm. as he just kind of he just kind of flies yeah. out of it but then he ends up kicking bison onto an electric panel which kills him which electrocutes him yeah and bison is dead but then his suit resuscitates him bison's breasts jiggle his breasts move his yeah his breasts move and he is resuscitated and now he's been brought back to life he's got uh, emperor palpatine lightning powers and can fly now do we want to do we want to address this? The fact that he can fly. Yeah, why and how? I don't know where he got the lightning powers from. That was confusing to me. He's because, got those levitating boots cuz he's got that levitating standing yeah. desk. Cuz the implication is that this is a power it's either a power he's always had that he's now choosing to use or it's a power that was granted to him when he got electrocuted. When he got electrocuted. Oh, I didn't and even his think about that. I didn't even think about that. But it's not 
super clear. I think I stopped looking for reason in any of this. Yeah, that's fair. I think at this point I was like, yeah, why not? Why not yeah. shoot lightning from your fingers? Why not? Why not? Guile, having forgotten the core tenet of all final boss battles, which is there's always a second form, mm-hmm. beats the second form. They make it out. Everyone makes it out they except make Guile. Out. They make out. <laughs> there's a lot of passionate kissing in this movie that doesn't yeah. happen. It happens exclusively in Molly's in my mind. mind. Uh, Molly, when will you be opening your Street Fighter the movie DeviantArt profile where you'll be drawing <laughs> uh, uh, pictures of various Street Fighter That's characters? That's coming later this month. I'm very excited about this. Cool. And I'm going to be doing be... a Kickstarter for the official art book and I'm very doing nice. a zine where I'm, there's a lot of other artists that are contributing. So I'm really oh, excited nice. about this project. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Any Anyone you can name or any hints you can give us about who will be involved? We've got some of the original actors to <laughs> officially sign off. And also Capcom is officially endorsing this Indie nice. scene. So. I heard that um, uh, one of all Julia's kids is writing the foreword. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah, I uh, I don't I'm blanking Greg on the Julia. name. Greg, <laughs> yes, Greg, my 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 friend Greg is is very thoughtfully offered to write us a foreword. So I'm really appreciative to Greg. Is someone writing a backward? I'm writing the backward. Okay, and it says thank you for supporting independent artists who are stealing copyrighted material. Yes. Except Capcom, you already said you know, Capcom fine. is fine with it. Did you notice the the the? You noticed because you pointed out, but the the jug that Chun Li climbs into when they're doing their magic show uh, way earlier in the movie just has Capcom has Capcom on, on the lid mm-hmm. for no fucking just because it's, it's there. Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just any. Why not? At the end of this movie, after they're like, oh no, Giles dead, and then Giles shows up and goes, oh no, I'm not. Hey. Cammy, why are you crying? Crying? And she's like, "Shut up, tear gas, fuck you!" And then they, the building goes up, and then they all do their victory poses from the video mm-hmm. game. And end of movie. And Cammy turns her ass to the camera and yes. looks over her shoulder and is like, "Oh, just stretching." Okay, I'm going to Google Cammy's victory pose. Jeremy, you're welcome to. Is Cammy a playable character? Is she, Cammy? Real? Yeah, she was introduced in Super Street Fighter Two. Okay, it was fun for me to watch and try to guess. Who who were who were the playable characters? Like who were the people that yes. people who are familiar with the game would recognize? I had to guess a lot, and it was mainly just people who had weird hair or like weird distinctive features or strange names. That was really what tipped me off. Okay, do you want to see the official artwork for Cammy? Yes. Do I? This is also I'm her. This is, now this is not from the game. This is art by an, one of the artists. I'm concerned that she's not going to have any clothing. But on. So she has. She definitely has clothing. Okay. You ready? Okay, okay, I recognize this woman. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yes. no, I recognize this woman. Less clothing than I was expecting, but it is still clothing. She's just got like a leotard, but it looks like she's she needs it's riding up quite it's a bit. It's also popular with a lot of cosplayers. Cos- yeah, cosplayers it's riding like up to, quite a bit, and yeah. she needs to adjust it because that can't be comfortable. So they all do that pose. The music plays. We Jamie get four, picks her wedgie, and uh, we get, yeah, we get four subpar rap songs while the fucking DJ. From the, 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 from the radio the, the, station. From the radio station of the, the United... Uh, the Allied... And Allied United, Annoying Nations. Yes. The Anointed Nations base. Tells terrible Ma- jokes. Terrible jokes. About national stereotypes. Yes. And then we get a post-credit sequence uh, of a, a solar pa- power being... A solar battery being regenerated and a fist shoots up and the film will never be made because Raul Julia is all the way dead. Oh no, this movie killed him and I really feel bad that yes. this is what did him in. There's, this movie is an adaptation of Street Fighter in the same way that Furby Island is an adaptation of the experience of playing with a Furby. Mm-hmm. Like, Because the games have kind of a loose mythology, very, very loose, and they've taken exactly 0% of that mythology to build this movie. Like, they've taken other characters... And kind of contorted them into different shapes to make them fit the na- like Dalzim, the guy with who who has the the collar, who's programming the the mm-hmm. uh, Blanca's brain. Yeah, they're submissive. He's an an Indian peace man mm-hmm. in the games. Like he's not he's like a, a, a he's not an a monk, Indian but he's like peace a peace man. Yeah, he's Wait, like is a, he a fighter? He fights to he, he to save the fights. souls of his village to protect his village. Okay, like spiritually. He finds violence abhorrent, but he wants to save his village so much that he's willing to condemn his own soul in order to save his people. How soft. And he has no hair. Oh. Well, he didn't have hair by the end of this movie. No, he'd lost it. He lost it very quickly. Not kidding. There was a fire in the lab, and then Dalzim has no hair. And then suddenly he has no hair. He has no burns. He just has no hair. Do you think maybe he was like, oh my god, it's really hot in here. I could use a haircut. Pulled out some clippers. 
shaved his own head and was like, that's so much better. Yeah. Now I, my skin can breathe. Almost certainly yeah, that's what it I was. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah. But that's basically That's the, movie. the film. We that's did it. it. We reached the end of it. And, and it's such a hot mess. Like, there's no... This was written and directed by the guy who wrote the screenplay for Die Hard, which is a really solid movie mm-hmm. with a great screenplay. And you have to wonder how that guy... <laughs> what happened? What went wrong in the process that led us to this film? Molly, any thoughts, theories? I think, you know, we all deal with trauma in our own way. <laughs> yes. Probably I love something the, I love happened. The trauma. Yeah, something happened, I think, that very deeply affected this man. And he was never the same. And so he made this movie with the same lighting in every single scene. Every, I don't even, ah, it's so, this thing is lit like a sitcom. Like it's, everything is so high key and it's, the lighting does not change from scene to scene, no matter where they are. I pointed out, it looks like it was lit for television. Mm -hmm. And I had this movie on VHS as a kid. It's cropped differently. Like the frame is taller. It's like it was, it was like, it was like it was framed yeah, for it, three, it was shot for it was shot for standard of a standard aspect mm-hmm. ratio, and then was cropped to anamorphic. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Like so many of the shots in this film are so fucking bananas. The way that they're lit, the way that like, and I feel like this is the, and the way they're cut together too. Yeah. I mean, there were what twelve editors. There were on this? five editors and seven assistant editors <laughs> that worked on of, this movie. A lot of jam hands all over this film. <laughs> yeah, there were. This is too many cooks. Yes, too many cooks. Spoil the plot. Yes. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a hot fucking mess, this film. It's rough. Too many people were involved in the making of this movie. It's not as bad as some of the other ones that we've forced ourselves to watch, because there, there's a lot of stuff to hang on to. Yeah, it's it's goofy as shit. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason I've now watched this film 81 separate times. It's a lot. It's a reason why I've rent- it's my most rented movie Aww. on Google Play. I'm just going to have to buy it, I yeah. guess. I would have to just buy this film. I did discover, by the way, the Blu-ray on Amazon, $9.99. Get it in a bundle pack with Doom, $9.49. Oh! Which means Doom has a net value of, of negative, negative 50, 50 cents. <laughs> which makes sense, because it is a bad movie. Again, it's another example Even of a Amazon movie... Even Amazon knows it. Yeah. It's a movie based on a video game that uses almost none of the elements of the game it's based on. Yeah, but I think this film is ridiculous. It is nonsense. I think in terms of scale, in terms of the Lego Emoji scale, I don't know that it deserves a place on the scale at it's all. It's a game, so it's on the Clue Battleship scale. It's on the scale. Clue Battleship scale, and it's it's definitely at the Battleship end of... It's like, well, it's it's a fun watch if you want something goofy. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Like This movie and Mortal Kombat, the movie, were two of the first movies based on video games. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, is the first movie based on a video game. Mm-hmm. The very first one. That's why I have it on Blu-ray. Whoa. Yeah, uh, that's the reason. The first Mortal Kombat movie is a delightfully goofy, mildly violent kung fu film. And it's fun to watch on, on those merits. As an adaptation of the games... Not. Yeah. Not faithful. Same thing kind of for Street Fighter, except it's 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 goofy for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a ridiculous... Silly, goofy movie to watch that that asks nothing. It asks nothing of the viewer, and that's because it asks nothing of itself. Mm-hmm. And for that reason alone, I think it is a wonderful way to waste one hour and forty some minutes of your yeah. life. It is. Because, it's not going to harm you like some of these yeah. other films have harmed us. It's celery. It's a celery movie. Yeah. It's not good. It's not necessarily good it for you. It doesn't taste great. There's it's not, negative calories. Yeah, it's two negative calories. You gain something. You gain nothing from watching this movie, nothing. but you don't lose anything. And that's the key it's thing. It's neutral. This film is true neutral. This film is carbon neutral. Yes. So on the scale, it isn't. It isn't. It ceases to exist. Yes. I think it's. it just kind of fades out. I think my goal with these final episodes is to break the scales. I think we've definitely broken yeah. the scales a while ago. Yeah. So um, I guess we should probably tell people what our very last episode is I'm so excited this is one of the movies that made us decide that we like had to do a podcast or like at least have to document our experience watching some of these films because it made a very Mm. strong impression on the both of us and that film is Barbie Starlight Adventure which is I want to say the kinkiest Barbie movie and also one of the most 
unintelligible. I think it's, we were screaming pretty much the whole time we were watching it. It's interesting because I think it was my first Barbie movie experience. I think it might have been. It was definitely one of the early ones yeah. for you. And I still, like, when I visualize it, it gets so twisted up it with the Pokemon movie it, in my head. I confuse it with Avatar. <laughs> Why? Because they're both weird, bad alien planet yeah. movies that I don't understand. Now, as memory serves, this movie, along with a bunch of other Barbie movies, were recently added to Netflix. And by recently, I mean about a year ago. I will have to look and see if it is on yes. Netflix. I own it, so it's a non-issue yeah. for me. I'm thinking mostly for our listeners mm-hmm. who may want to watch the movie with us. Yeah, we'll see if it's on you on on YouTube. On, yeah. <laughs> some, I, some of them are on YouTube. Yeah, some of them just get uploaded. Um, like they upload the European and cut, and hope no one notices. <laughs> Didn't oh, we'll we watch one of them on? We, we did. Watched we watched Island it. Princess yeah. on YouTube. YouTube, but we'll see if it's on Netflix or available to stream anywhere. Yeah. So that is that is our next episode, and that it's is indeed gonna be great. It's at, gonna be our our big blowout. It's, yeah, it's going to be our last episode. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. It feels weird knowing that the next episode, we're not going to be pe- telling people what our next movie is. Mm-hmm. We've been recording this podcast for nearly two years. Mm-hmm. We recorded the first episode in like, September October, or October yeah. of 2017. Yeah. It's, but it didn't go up for a while. Yeah, we sat on it for a little bit mm-hmm. while we were figuring out how we wanted to do this. And maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but I don't know the next. Yeah, episode, we're gonna get the next sad next the last time. One. Yeah, but this has been a real, a real joy. It's been a real joy, you know, getting together and watching these movies. And, yeah, it's and been a turgid experience. <laughs> My heart is turgid <laughs> with love. Turgid with love. Yes, turgid with love. So I guess we'll wrap things up for the penultimate time. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Life Twitter. If you like the show um, and you want to let other people know about it, feel free to tell, talk about us on social media. Um, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Small podcasts like this thrive on word of mouth. So if you let other people know about the show, now's really probably your last little, chance to yeah. do it. It's a little late, but we we are going to have 50 episodes uh, under, under the belt, plus the bonus episodes from the Patreon mm-hmm. feed. So... That ain't nothing. Taint. I was trying to say it ain't, but then it came out taint, and I was rolling with it. What just happened was I said, that ain't nothing, and then Molly said the word taint. (laughs) And if you're a Patreon backer, that's the kind of art you have been supporting. (laughs) This would seem like a weird time to do, but if you do want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. Um, we've been... For one more billing cycle. <laughs> one more billing cycle. Um, we, uh, we've been doing things like occasional bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've tried our best to deliver good content for mm-hmm. the Patreon. The, I think the to bonus deliver episodes. content. Yeah. Which we've done. And I think that's interesting. I think that, you know, there are a lot of patrons out there that don't. And I think we've tried our best. Yeah. Bonus episodes are always there. The quarterly postcards go there. There's where well, there's going to be a goodbye postcard for yeah. our five dollar backers. Yeah, going five dollar backers get that. Saying get that we bonus love you postcards. so much. Ten dollar backers get a shout out at the end of the show. People like at Hey It's Billy Rose, who uh, has remained our favorite Australian mm-hmm. on this or indeed any other planet. Yeah. I don't know if there are any Australians out in the cosmos, but. Uh, Fuck you, <laughs> space Australians. Yeah, your accent is a lot more intelligible than Jonathan, Clodathan, Vanathan, Damathan. Yes. Mazer of the Squid Dude, mm-hmm. who... Was featured in the tank along with the lionfish. Yes, absolutely. It made a guest appearance in this movie, and also, thanks to those tentacles, was three of the editors. Mm-hmm. So, pulling uh, triple duty on you this. You tried to save it, Mazer, and we see you. We see you, and we salute you, <laughs> and we appreciate all that you did. But the scene in the governor's office was pivotal, and it's a shame that that didn't yeah, make it into the final yeah. cut. And then Zach Lay, who wrote the screenplay and directed the film, <laughs> and really, Zach, I mean, you did su- such great work on Die Hard. How could you? How did you the let ball? this happen? Yeah. This, but really, you know what? I'm I'm gonna t- I'm I'm taking Zach Lay's name out again. Uh, oh. From this point onwards, I want you to bleep it whenever I say Zach Lay. Thank you for making this horrible movie. If you want to find us on social media, you can do so. We are The Life Toyetic on Twitter and Facebook. We're Toyetic Pod on Instagram. We've never used it. No. It's never worked out for we're us. Bitter about it. Someone else took The Life Toyetic. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. The fact that someone else got The Life Toyetic on Instagram, that's why we're stopping the podcast. <laughs> we just hurt. can't handle it. It hurt too much. But uh, you can find Molly on social media at Molly Alice Hoy. She's mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter, mostly on Instagram, mostly I would Instagram. say. I just don't hang out on social media that much. Or I don't post a lot. Yeah. I'm a lurker. And you can find Benjamin at, at Ben Patton. Pretty yeah. much everywhere. 
Yeah. And you post a lot. I post, I post, I know you don't post, so I try to make you up make for up that. You make up for it. Yeah, I post too much because my, uh, although I have a lot to do during the day, I get bored very easily and mm-hmm. very easily distracted. If you're going to Anime California at the end of this month, I forget the exact dates, but you can search, just Google Anime California, that'll, that'll cover you. I will be performing at Anime California, I'll be doing stand-up, I'll be doing a couple of uh, comedy shows. By the time this episode goes live, I would have also performed at Flappers Comedy Club. And if you want to continue, I know this is the penultimate episode, we have one more uh, that we need to record, but uh, if you want to continue to hear my voice after this, I do, I do do... Uh, he's, he's just taking a shit I'm right gonna now. I'm going to take a big old shit and then you get to watch it and... Co- no, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, that's why I got banned from Twitch. No, you can uh, you can go to thegameofrassalon.com or if you want to, you can go to thedeath.zone or adventuresintimeand.space to subscribe to The Game of Rassilon, which is a Doctor Who role-playing game actual play podcast with some really cool people. Riley Silverman, Dan Peck, Melinda Catherine Gross, Michael Nixon and I are playing the Doctor Who role-playing game. We are uh, about two-thirds of the way through our first season. Um, we finished recording the first season. Re- I'm really proud of the work that we've done. Some of my, fa- I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and I know this is kind of tooting my own horn a little bit, but some of my favourite Doctor Who moments have happened on our show at that Aww. table. And I really, there's a moment in the, in our penultimate episode of the season that as I was describing it happening, I, I could see everyone else welling up and I could feel oh, myself. Oh, you got tears. Yeah, it was, it was such a, I'm so excited. I'm so proud. And uh, we're gearing up to start work on season two, which will probably launch in January or February. Mm-hmm. But the Game of Rassilon, you can Google Game of Rassilon Podcast. You can find that online at Rassilon Pod. Or like I said, the Death.Zone, Adventures in Time and Space, or the Game of assuming you know how to spell Rassilon. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. Gentle kisses from Raul Julia are sold separately. Unfortunately, they have been discontinued. They've been discontinued. <laughs> John Claude Van. Damn, I wish I could speak. Um, <laughs> That's a bad joke. Let's edit that That out. That was pretty bad. Thank you. Let's just keep it in then. I'll put it at the end.